ever wanted to meet your favorite professional athlete? Packers stars of yesterday and today, including Devontae Adams, Amon Green, Jair Alexander, Antonio Freeman, Aaron Jones, and Jamal Williams are all available for bookings right now. Mayfield Sports specializes in these special moments between fans and their favorite professional athletes. Head over to MayfieldSportsMarketing.com to see the full list of available athletes to book your favorite professional athlete at your next event. Give is to Jones up the middle. He's off to the races. Yes, it's going to be Secretary at the Belmont. No one will catch him to the end zone. And he's going to be in with a Packer touchdown. In the long step back, off play action, quick toss, left side. Interceptus! And a pick! And a six! It's going to be a touchdown for Chandon Sullivan! From the shotgun, second and ten, snap a route going deep down the right sideline. MVS has it! And he's got it! Into the end zone! Touchdown, Packers! Oh, what a play! He took it away from Cameron Danzler! Marquez Valdez Scambling! Holds up initially. Rogers waits, throws, right side, got a man wide open. Touchdown! And it's Robert Tanyan again, dancing in the right corner of the end zone. Aaron Rodgers with his fourth touchdown of the game. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Game on Fantasy podcast, this time via a live stream. Uh, we are happy to be here for our second straight live stream on Thursday. Uh, Gage, how are you doing this week? I'm ready for football. I'm ready to talk about week eight. Doing well, man. Uh, ready to talk about football as well. Ready to watch some football. It's been a uh, it's been a gloomy few days here in Indiana, a lot of rain the past couple days, so looking forward to football on the weekend yeah it's finally starting to feel like fall down here in arizona it's only 70 degrees so it's good oh oh it's so cool down there <laughs> I, I love it i love it not not it's not for everybody down here i see people out there in jeans and sweatpants and sweatshirts and i'm, I'm like wow. you're crazy i'm like i'm wearing shorts and t-shirts everywhere so that's, that's uh, shorts and t-shirt weather up here, yeah. <laughs> um but we are here to talk about week eight. So we previewed week seven. There was a lot of funkiness. We talked about it on the review pod on Tuesday morning. Uh, but we're here to preview week eight. And hopefully there is less craziness in the fantasy atmosphere uh, uh, this week because I know I could use some stability this week. Yeah. No, I, uh, I I want this season to get normal just a little bit. Like I just want to have one normal week because it feels like there's always just some randomness that happens every single week right now that's just impossible to predict. I completely agree, and I, I don't know if we're ever going to get true normal, and that's what really, really sucks. But at this point, usually is when you can start to really predict trends and predict outcomes. And um, this is around the time that Vegas starts to get really good. And if you've been vet, if you've been betting games, you would have noticed that Vegas has been really good as yeah. of late. So this is about the time that you can really start to make inferences based off of what has happened in the season. I, I would say normally around week four or five in a normal NFL season, but due to the uh, lack 
back of a preseason this year, this is going to be that point in time where we can start to really make some uh, some strong so some strong statistical inferences moving forward. But enough of that. Let's move into the Thursday night game because uh, a lot of people here who are watching might be watching for this game specifically. So Panthers, Falcons, uh, over under 51 and a half. Carolina favored by one and a half points. Uh, so just to kind of quickly start here, I am taking Carolina at one and a half. I'm taking the over. I think this is going to be a fun game to watch. And uh, I'm actually really excited for this Thursday night game uh, more so than I have been for any of the previous or the most recent previous games. Yeah, uh, I'm also glad I didn't bet on this game yesterday. I was looking at the weather forecast for this game, and there was a 90% chance of rain. There was a chance for heavy wind, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to take the under. 51 is way too high, and now there's basically a 4% chance of rain, and just the weather has cleared up a lot, and the and Eli Apple for the Panthers got released, so there's even less secondary help in Carolina, so I think that there's going to be a lot of points here, so I'm going to take the over as well. Uh, I'm going to fade you on this one. I'm going to go Atlanta. Uh, I just think Atlanta's got more firepower. I think that, and I say that when Carolina has DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, <laughs> right. Mike Davis, but I, and ultimately I think that Matt Ryan's the better quarterback. I think that although he's a little older, he's struggled. He's not been perfect to start this year. I still think he's a better quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater. And I think he's willing to sling the ball a little bit more. So I think that Atlanta has a chance to win this game outright. And if they can, if they can pull that off, they're covering. So yeah, I'm going to Atlanta. Yeah. I really like the way that Carolina is going to match up with the Atlanta secondary in this game. And of note as well, it's probably going to be Mike Davis's last true relevant game until, until we, who knows when, because it looks yeah. like Christian McCaffrey will be back next week for the Panthers, especially with a long, a long rest week here. So on the Falcons side of the ball, you're starting everybody you're starting Julio, you're starting Ridley. Are you starting Gage? Uh, yeah, I in deeper leagues is a he's a flex option this week because I, I like I said the way that this Panthers defense can get beat in the air is on those deep routes like they're the, on those deep routes or something close to the line of scrimmage he can he takes a lot of that close to the line of scrimmage work while Ridley and Julio tend to work the little de- uh, the deeper stuff so I'm still starting Gage here in like probably 14 team leagues I'm pretty comfortable with him there 12 team leagues if you got a lot of buys like you got. Terry McLaurin, DJ Shark, uh, who you have Brian Cooks, Will Fuller, those types of guys, and you're kind of forced to start them, that's okay. Yeah, I I, I would take all those guys over Gage as well. I mean, I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, but Gage has been really disappointing overall since he kind of had that, that breakout in the beginning of the season. So looking at this game, I mean, there's still a ton of fancy viable pieces, though. I mean, on both sides of the ball, you're taking the running back. On both sides of the ball, you're taking the quarterback. On both sides of the ball, you're taking wide receivers one and two. Are you taking any of the tight ends in this game? Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst, yeah, but not Ian Thomas. And also, just in regards to how he's disappointed, he disappointed for the three-week stretch from weeks three, four, and five. Uh, Two weeks ago, he had four for 65 in the blowout over Minnesota, and he had six for 54 last week on seven targets against Detroit. Mm -hmm. Those aren't great, but for a third wide receiver on a team who's likely you picked up as a waiver wire after week one, and you're putting him in as a spot start, you could do worse. I agree. I agree. I agree. So do you have any other comments on this game? I mean, Hayden Hurst is going to be the only tight end you're starting. Like you said, Ian Thomas, we we both love him, but yeah, from a fantasy perspective, that's about it. Um, Looking at kind of the pass rush for Carolina, they have looks like, I think a lot of their guys are going to play. Brian Burns is still going to be active. Brian Burns is on a great pace to start this year and he can really get after Matt Ryan. 
but it looks like the Falcons' offensive line are healthy. Alex Mack, Caleb and Gary both look like they're going to play, so that's great for them. From a fantasy perspective, I think that there's a lot of fantasy goodness to be had, and especially with the weather clearing up, this has the potential to be not your usual Thursday night game. I, yeah, I, I'm really excited to watch this game, not only because it's a divisional game. I just think that these two teams really match up well, um, and I think that there's going to be a fire between these two teams uh, this week that it's just going to make for a really fun football game to watch. So with that being said, before we transition to the next uh, matchup, make sure you're, po- you're posting any questions or comments you have into the chat. You know, uh, The whole purpose of us jumping into a live stream was to try and – uh, broaden our our strokes as, as it's concerned, or as it would be said, I guess, for uh, covering matchups and covering questions that you might have, uh, stuff that's leading up through the week rather than trying to mash everything into Sunday. So, you know, put your questions and comments in there, and then uh, we'll take them and address them as we're going through our matchups here. So next matchup is the Ravens and the Steelers. Uh, I can already tell you I'm taking the under, 46.5, Baltimore favorite, 3.5. I don't care how good these offenses are. It's Ravens-Steelers, and I am almost never betting on these games. Uh, so I don't like – I'm taking the under because I just think that it's going to be a knock them out, drag them out, drag them yeah. out fight. And then yeah. at the same time, Baltimore, I'm probably taking it three and a half, but I would not be surprised if Pittsburgh won this game at all. Yeah, no, this game, I agree. I'm taking the under for sure. Uh, Baltimore three and a half, I actually kind of like that line a lot better. Uh, just Literally just this morning, it was at four, so it's fading uh, towards, towards uh, Pittsburgh. And if I can get that line down to three, like if I can get it at three in some places, I'm going to take that all day. I think that Baltimore is the better team. Uh, I think that they have, like, I prefer their quarterback. I think that Lamar Jackson, especially with Devin Bush no longer in the in the lineup, I think that that uh, gives him an advantage going against uh, the linebackers for Pittsburgh. And they're not real. The, the key for them is going to be to not get in an early hole. They can't they can't throw their way back into a game. Lamar had the had a lot of throws in the the AFC divisional game where they lost to Tennessee, but that's not that's not what this team is built on. This team is built on playing good defense and creating takeaways and running the ball well. Do you think you can trust Deontay Johnson this week? Uh, I don't know. So because Mar- so Marlon Humphrey uh, full participant practice on Thursday. Jimmy Smith did not practice on Thursday after being a limited participant on Wednesday. I think you can trust him. He's a he's a full participant in practice. I think that you're probably going to have to start him because we're getting to bye weeks where you're having four to uh, four teams or so every week, and there's a lot of fantasy wide receivers that are out every week. I listed them off earlier. Terry mm-hmm. Warren. I didn't even list off New Hopkins, Christian Kirk. Larry Fitzgerald in deeper leagues. There's a lot of guys unavailable that unless you just didn't draft them, which is possible, unless you didn't draft them, Deontay Johnson probably has to start for you this week. And I think you can have some faith. He got peppered with 15 targets last week. I don't think he sees that many, but I think he sees a fair fair number of targets sent his way. Does Juju repeat his number of targets? No, again, Juju doesn't, but uh, Juju also is dealing with much better corners in Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters. So I don't think he sees 14 again, but I think he still has a good week. Fair enough. I like I like most of the Steelers wide receivers, even though they're going to be going up against um, – I mean, I did take the under, but I still think that there's going to be a touchdown or two in this game passing-wise. I don't think that the Ravens uh, – I, th- I don't think the Steelers are going to run the ball against the Ravens. Uh, and then on the other side of the ball, I don't know what to do with Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to have a down week. I think Mark Andrews has a down week. I think overall, if the Ravens win this game, it's because they grit it out and not because they're scoring a ton of points. So 
Uh, I'm not. I don't like a lot of pieces in this game. Um, maybe I think I like Juju. I think I like Deontay because I think that the Steelers will be playing from behind. But uh, I'm not the biggest Connor fan this week either. Yeah, no. Uh, Connor's Connor's got a down matchup this week. But like I said earlier, there's teams with fantasy pieces uh, that are out. You might not have a choice. There's still mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey still out. Saquon Barkley obviously out for the year. Nick Chubb is still out. There's a lot of guys that you would be putting in your lineups maybe over these guys that you just don't have the choice. Even Mark has, Ingram in this game is out. Has your expectations of Chase Claypool been tempered? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. no, but but then again, I said that that's what I right. said when he broke out. I was like, Deontay Johnson left early. I want to see him do it when Deontay Johnson comes back. Now, if he had come out with Deontay Johnson on the field and still lit it up, then, then we'd have a different conversation. But it's clear Deontay and Juju are the one and two, and Claypool's the third. Fair enough. All right, move on. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, New York Jets, going to be a slobber knocker. Uh, let's. I don't know if the I don't know if the nineteen and a half point line is large enough for the Chiefs here. Uh, the Jets, I think that they they held the line against the Bills, but that was a weird game. Uh, I don't think they do it against the Chiefs. The Chiefs are just far superior in every way. Even though the Chiefs, quote unquote, struggle to stop the run, they are still not super deficient in the area. I just don't see where the Jets could possibly even exploit the Chiefs. Um, so the th- so the thing with the Chiefs is yeah the they're they need to be able to run the or the thing with the Jets they need to be able to run the ball against the Chiefs. That's how you beat the Chiefs. It's not going to work when you have Josh Andrews, Mackay Becton, Alex Lewis, George Fant, all on your injury. Connor McDermott. That's I just listed off five offensive linemen that are all injured this week. To handle Chris Jones, James Ford. Yeah, Jameson Crowder is still dealing with an injury. Or not D Ford, Frank Clark, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, but Frank yeah. Clark, Chris, Chris Jones was a full participant in practice on Thursday. Yeah. So I'm expecting a place. Yeah, Kalen Saunders back. So I don't like any of the Jets pieces. Like if Jameson Crowder's active, I'll play Jameson Crowder. But that's that's about the only Jet piece I'm going to play, and that goes every week. I, I want to make one thing clear. I've seen a lot of this on – on DFS Twitter of put Denzel Mims in your lineups. He needs to be, he needs to be in there. I don't know why the chiefs have surprisingly one of the best pass defenses. They are third, I believe in DK points allowed fifth and FanDuel points allowed. So I don't know why you're, why everyone's got, you got to Sharpie him in. Plus in case you forgot, Sam Darnold's still the quarterback. Sam Darnold has looked like trash all year. He has not looked good. Last week, the Bills only won 18 to 10. The Bills ran up a ton of yards. They just couldn't score any touchdowns. Like, that is that is the only reason that game looked close was when you go look at the box score. Buffalo dominated that game from start to finish. They dominated it. I think the Denzel Mims stuff is latent hype because there was a lot of hype in, on him going into the draft. And now that he's playing, guys are like, oh, look, the, the guy I said was going to be good, he's actually playing. Watch him do these things against the Chiefs, a good team. I don't buy it either. I I think that there's a case to be made for the potential, the upside of him. Let's just say he starts beating the corners and he starts making plays. There's going to be a lot of potential for a lot of balls to come his way. But what evidence do we have to show that this far? We have none other than the minimal work he got last week. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you got 30% target share last week. Congratulations. You did next to nothing with it. Sorry. Right. All right. I don't know if there's too much to talk about here. You're starting your stud for um, the Are you starting Le'Veon Bell? Yes. Okay. I mean, I'm not getting cute with it. I'm only starting Le'Veon Bell if I have to. Well, he's most likely a flex option, but so is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Well, he, he he's another guy that 
DFS Twitter is all the buzz for mm. this week. They're like, he's only $4,600. He's guaranteed a touchdown. I'm like, all right, you go <laughs> ahead. You get cute, cute there. I'm going to pivot and watch you like have 30% ownership, and he's going to not do much. I do, th- I do think this running game for the Chiefs could really be productive. Uh, I know the Jets, that's the one thing they do well is stop the run, but I think this running game could be productive for the Chiefs, and uh, there could be a lot of points for both Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Le'Veon Bell. I agree. Let's move on to the next one. All right, Cincinnati Bengals, Tennessee Titans over oh, under wait, fifty three. Hold on, we forgot to say who was going to cover and what we're doing oh, with the over under. Well, I said Chiefs are going to cover. You uh, okay, Chiefs are going to cover. But I think I'm taking the under. Under right. or the cover. I'm taking the under, but I'm also taking the Chiefs. I'm taking the over, but I'm taking the Chiefs to cover. I just think the Chiefs run it up, and I think the Jets can like get a fluky play here or there. So, all right, Bengals Titans uh, over under fifty three and a half. Tennessee favored by five and a half, which I think is a big line. I like this Bengals team. I have liked this Bengals team. Uh, but they need to really start finishing games. They should have finished that game against the Browns. Uh, I'm probably taking the Titans here. I don't know if I like five and a half, though. I think I'd like the Bengals to cover. So I'm taking the Titans to win outright, but I'm liking the Bengals to cover uh, at the over-under and probably taking the under as well. I'm taking the over. Uh, the Titans' defense is getting healthy. They're getting some pieces back, like a Dory Jackson, but they're not – they're not they're not doing much. They haven't this defense hasn't been able to stop anybody all year long. I understand that they've like they're all they're five and one, but they're not winning games on the defensive side of the ball, other than the Denver game that they won in like week one, I think it was. So they're not winning games on the defensive side of the ball. They're putting up points. So I'm taking the over for that reason. And this Bengals team is putting up points. They can't stop anybody either. So over there. But I think that the Tennessee offense right now is just rolling. And they have this guy named Derrick Henry. You might have heard of him. If you haven't, he's kind of good. He's basically a, an alien sent from another planet. He's Hulk's little brother. He's 6'4". He's like, what, like 6'4", 200 pounds or 250 pounds of just rock. He's going to run That was A.J. Dillon. You just described A.J. Dillon. Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> so, okay, so he's A.J. Dillon's big brother at 6'5", 250 pounds. Anyway, he's going to run over everybody on this Bengals team. They can't stop the run to save their lives. I think Derrick Henry's going to have a humongous game this week. Which is exactly um, why I picked the under. I'm not picking the under because even when Derrick Henry had a big week two weeks ago, he had over 200 yards and the offense put up 35 points. Okay. So well, that's where I, I think, come from. But I think I, Tennessee. I don't think Tennessee covers. I I'm with you on uh, Cincy. All right, cool. Uh, and, but the reason, I mean, so if I'm looking at Tennessee here, I mean, AJ Brown is dealing with an injury. Corey Davis is a full go. So Corey Davis is a must play at this point. If if there's no AJ Brown, I think. No, AJ Brown's gonna play. Uh, they is said, he gonna play? Yeah, they said today. Yes, he missed practice, but he's not a concern to miss on Sunday. So okay. And then Johnny Smith is a must play as well. Here, it's a great matchup for him. Uh, the yeah. other side of the ball, you're starting everybody. Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd uh, in their various locations, flex, wide receiver, one or two. You're um, playing Gio Bernard if, uh, like, Mixon is trending towards not playing, so you're playing Gio Mixon's Bernard. trending towards not playing, but I have a weird feeling he does. Uh, so He didn't practice probably, today or yesterday, and based yeah. on everything that the coaches are saying, he's not expected to play in any way. Okay. Well, you're keeping track of Gio Bernard anyway, so – uh yeah definitely doing that i'm not playing drew sample so don't worry about that um all right dolphins rams we're kind of flying today but dolphins rams over under 46 rams are favored by three and a half i'm taking the rams to cover here i like tua uh it's two of me Tua's debut which is fun but i don't like him against aaron donald i don't like him against this rams front um 
I just think that they're going to get in his face and they're going to make him make some make him make some mistakes. I think we're going to get some really bright Tua flashes, but at the same time, the Rams are the better team here. I don't think that the Fitzpatrick swagger is going to quite transfer over to Tua quite yet. I could be wrong, but uh, I like the Rams to cover. I like to take the over though. Yeah, uh, I like the over as well. I like the Rams to cover. I just I this Rams defense playing is playing good ball, man. They're They've they, been playing good ball. I like yeah. They, yeah, they've been playing good ball all year. I'm I'm really high on them right now. Uh, like they shut down the Bears, but the Bears offense for it's whatever terrible. reason. But ten points for any NFL team is is an accomplishment. And and they only put up and, and really the defense only gave up three because mm-hmm. seven right. of that was a defensive touchdown. So for for the Rams, you're playing Daryl Henderson. You're playing. I don't even Jared Goff is a super flex option, but you can find better options in single QB leagues. Uh, I mean, I mm-hmm. haven't started him in our 14 team league, but that's just because Gardner Minshew is on a bye this week. But I don't love it. The Dolphins have been surprisingly stingy against the past this year. I believe they're top five or six against quarterbacks for fantasy purposes. Um, if I'm starting one of the wide receivers, Cooper Cup's the one I have faith in. He's got the best matchup in the slot. Robert Woods is gonna have to deal with Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. Meanwhile, Cooper Cup gets the guy who Nick Needham, I believe is his name. He is the yeah. 12th worst graded corner in football this year. So I would have thought. <laughs> so Cooper Cup is the guy that I feel comfortable starting there. Uh, also, if I'm starting one of the tight ends, it's probably Gerald Everett. Uh, Tyler Higby is still dealing with a hand injury that caused him to miss Monday night. And I'm not really a big Tyler Higby guy anyway. What do you do with Cam Akers? Have you dropped him already? Oh, yeah. And yeah, okay. Here. Oh, just yeah. making sure he's not. He's, making sure. He's, not, he's not even seeing the field. And the one time he saw the field on Monday night, his play got he had a twenty yard run, and then it got called back due to a hold. So <laughs> he's not doing anything. He's not seeing the field. I will say Malcolm Brown is a flex option in deeper leagues because he gets he gets a lot of the goal line work. He's still playing a high percentage of the snaps. I believe in every game this season that he's been healthy, he's played at least forty percent. Most times he's playing more snaps than Daryl Henderson. So, so Malcolm Brown is a flex option in deeper formats. Um, luckily for the Rams, there's not a lot of injuries. I'm not, I agree. I'm not starting Tua this week. I love Tua. Uh, he was my QB one in this class, even over Joe Burrow, but he, I'm not playing this week. Devontae Parker is going to see a lot of Jalen Ramsey. I don't like that. Yeah. We just don't know who the, who the preferred wide receiver is going to be for Tua. We you know, don't. You, the, the one thing that I think we could see is an increase in targets for Mike Kosicki sim- simply for the reason of tight ends being a rookie quarterback's best friend. Uh, but other than that, I mean, even in the running back, you got Miles Gaskin. That's not going to do much to relieve the pressure on Tua. I, I, not, I, I think it was – I think the decision to put Tua in was a ro- along the right lines, but I don't know if there's enough there to help him succeed right now. I think that the I think the receiver that we're going to see succeed the most is probably going to be Parker, and the reason why, or like it, for the long term, and the reason why is because he, like Preston Williams goes downfield. That's what he does. This, mm-hmm. uh, but the offense with Devontae Parker and with Tua is quick. Get the like do a quick RPO. All right, the run's covered. Cool. Get it to get it, get it to Parker on a slant. And but granted, this week he's just got a tough matchup with Jalen Ramsey. I'm fading. All Dolphins, other than Miles Gaskin, and maybe Mike Kosicki, but that's about it. Uh, let's go. Let's go to the next one now. All right, Lions Colts. I'm avoiding this game from a betting standpoint because I just don't know what to do with it. Uh, I'm probably still playing Matt Stafford, still playing Philip Rivers uh, in most places. I 
think I actually like Detroit to cover this game. Detroit is hosting Indianapolis. They're both turf teams, but I think I just like I just like Detroit in this game at home to to cover against the Colts um, to win basically outright here because I feel goal. Uh, so I'm the opposite. I mean, I'm, I'm taking the Colts here. Uh, I think that Darius Leonard is expected to play this week. He was a full participant in practice on Thursday, which is huge. Uh, Mo Ali Cox was a limited participant, so he's coming back after missing some, missing time with injury. Just they have a lot of like other than Ryan Kelly and Jack Doyle, and Jack Doyle was not injury related, so he should play this week. Other than Ryan Kelly, they had full participants all over the board. The Lions are relatively healthy as well. I think the Colts are a better team. They're definitely a better coach team. One thousand percent about that, and I think that the Colts have a good enough defense and a good enough offense that they can take advantage of the Lions' weaknesses. Desmond Trufant uh, did not participate in practice on Wednesday. Limited on Thursday, he's got a hamstring injury, so that could be that'll be really big to watch. I don't think the I, I'm taking the under here just because I don't think that the Colts are a run it up team, and I think that their defense can contain the Lions from running it up because the Colts want to take away beat, big shots to Kenny Galladay. And I don't know if the Colts have a corner that can match up with Kenny Galladay, and that's why Rocky I think the Lions can score Sin slander will not stand. Will not stand for the Rocky Sin slander. I, you we saw what Kenny, we saw what Kenny Galladay did last week. We talked about it on the last pod. Kenny we Galladay, saw what he did. Kenny Galladay lit up lesser corners or a lesser defense. It did not matter. He was just out. He was just out manning them, out muscling them, and he can do the same thing to these Colts corners. Who they got? They got Xavier Rhodes. Xavier Rhodes is tailor built for the system that they run in New England. That's great. He's not going to be able to contain Kenny Galladay himself. Rocky has seen great, athletic guy, super talented. Upside is fantastic. He's not going to contain Kenny Galladay. Kenny, Ga- Kenny Galladay is going to have his ways with these corners. I think Kenny Galladay has a down day because what he we're wants a complete to do, opposite. He, he, wants, he wants to go downfield, and what is the Colt? What do the Colts want to take away? Everything down the field. Danny Amendola is going to be the leading receiver for this team on Sunday. So I would agree with you if it wasn't Kenny Galladay and what he did last week. It did not matter that they I were think covering you have it. Bias. I maybe maybe I do, but maybe I'm seeing that he, Kenny Galladay is basically matchup proof. That's I think that's where we're the really what we're debating right now, and we're also complete complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Normally I'm on the Colts, I'm not this week. I like the Lions, I like the over, uh, but yeah, I, I think I'm taking com- everything else that you're not saying is what I'm taking this week. So, all right, let's move on though. Bills Patriots. Uh, I like Cam Newton a lot in this matchup. I know that the probably doesn't indicate it. There's nothing on paper that says Cam Newton should be good. Uh, I just I think I'm on a really like this week. I'm on a real a gut feeling trip. And so I really feel like Cam Newton's going to be able to get it going against this Bills defense. They have no wide receivers. So Cam Newton's going to have to put the team on his back. Uh, I just don't expect another really poor dumpster fire performance from him. Uh, I they think this Patriots team is able to put up some points. I don't think they win. I think Buffalo covers the four points. I'm taking the over because 41 is just not a lot of points. Uh, and if, especially if, if, New England is able to score a little bit. I think they can put up 20 points and Buffalo can put up 24. So I think that uh, I think that Buffalo covers and I think they hit the over. Yeah, I think Buffalo covers. I think the over hits as well. I just think that the Bills are a better – I think the Bills are a better team than the Patriots, and I don't think it's particularly close right now. And I'm going to fade you again here. I don't like Cam Newton at all this week. I think the – I think, and my main reason why is the Bills have two guys in Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds who are built to stop a guy like Cam Newton. They're big, physical, strong, fast linebackers. 
Tremaine Edmonds is like 6'4", 250, and he's just a freak athlete. He can cover sideline to sideline. If I'm Leslie Frazier of the Bills, I'm saying, hey, you see that guy Cam Newton? Just follow him all day. Just all day long. Just follow him around and don't let him do anything. Because And he can do that and be fine. Matt Mil- And if he needs a break, Matt Milano can fill that role as well. Uh, the Patriots offensive line is dealing with injuries. Justin Heron, uh, Joe Thune, and Shaq Mason are all were all limited participants in practice. Julian Edelman will not be playing in this game. And Kill Harry is probably not playing either. Yeah. Yep, did not participate. Concussion. Carl Davis, defensive lineman, did not participate. He's got to fire up Demir Bird. <laughs> yeah, Demir Bird. It, now, if you want a a random guy for DFS purposes, Demir Bird could be an interesting option. He plays mostly out of the slot. He's not going to see Josh Norman. And I think that he's just going to get peppered with targets, similar to what we saw in week two against Seattle, where Demir Bird had a stretch where he got like five plays and five targets. It was kind of weird. Yeah. So, but for Buffalo, I'm playing, you're playing Josh Allen. John Brown is a full participant practice this, this mm-hmm. week. So I'm comfortable firing him up. You're obviously playing Stephon Diggs. Cole Beasley in deep PPR leagues. I like him. Not as much as I normally do, just because John Brown's active, but I still like him. You're not playing the tight end, though. Are you playing Devin Singletary? Yes. Okay. Well, are you playing Zach Boss? If I have to in deeper leagues. I mean, I think that this game could could turn into a situation where the Bills have to run a little bit, and I think maybe they decide to give Zach, Zach Moss some carries, but I don't think his ceiling is any higher than six, seven points. Yeah, fair enough. On the other side of the ball, like I said, I'm not in on Cam Newton. You said you like Cam Newton this week. If you're starting a running back, it's Damien Harris. Um Maybe James White, but James White saw next to no work in a blowout loss last week, which I still think was bizarre. Yeah, it still it still confuses me thinking about it. The fact that he had like one catch in a twenty seven point loss is still weird to me. So <laughs> I'm not so I'm not really big on James White this week, but I might play him. And then if I'm playing a receiver, it's Demir Bird. I don't want to mess with Gunnar Olszewski. No, not him. And then who's the other guy? Oh gosh! Kobe I saw Meyer, the list. That's what it is. There you go. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm not playing either one of those guys. If I'm playing one, it's <laughs> Demir Bird. I don't want to talk about this game anymore. It's gross and ugly. Okay, <laughs> give move on. <laughs> and we're going to talk about the Cleveland Browns and the Las Vegas Raiders over under 51 points. Cleveland favored by two and a half. I'll start out by saying Cleveland is going to lose this game, and they're going to. So the Raiders are going to cover, and the over is going to hit. I think it's a shootout. I think. I think is Trent Brown playing this week? Trent Brown is not on the injury report this week, so it looks like he is. But granted, okay. he had COVID, so I don't know if mm-hmm. he's clear. He's especially if Trent Brown is playing this week. I like the Raiders. Uh, I think that they are built to beat the Browns. So just the way that this Raiders team is built up, I think that they match up really well. And so I like um, no OBJ. I like the I like the Raiders this week against the Browns after Baker put on his hero hat and took that team to victory last week. I don't think he can do a repeat repeat performance of that. Um, yeah. I like the Raiders this week. Yeah. Uh, I think that the, uh, I'm looking at Trent Brown real quick. Brown does show symptoms. He's out for 10 days and must be negative 72 hours after he last showed symptoms to return to facilities. This is all a week ago though. And there hasn't been any updates regarding him. So it's a little unclear what's going on there. <sighs> I'm going with Cleveland, dude. I don't – I think Cleveland's good. I think that they're a good team. I think that they are built to beat bad teams. And while the Raiders have a decent offense, I think that they have a terrible defense. Why do I think that? Because they have been gashed by everybody they've played this year. 
outside of New Orleans, who New Orleans still put up 24 on him. I think that I do think the over hits. I think Cleveland covers because I think they're a better team. And I think that Cleveland is able to do what they want to do, which is assert their will and just brutalize you in the trenches. And even with Wyatt Teller dealing with an injury, JC Treader dealing with an injury, I think I think Treader plays. Teller might not. I'm not sure yet there. Jack Conklin's going to be active. They're just going to be able to move the ball. This Raiders defense added added big linebackers there. Yes, even without OBJ, says uh, Big Mac, Jan- Janelle Mackey in the chat. Yes, I think even without OBJ, I think that they're able to move the ball because they don't they don't care about throwing as much as they care about running the ball. And Kareem Hunt and Dernish Johnson can have big days. I think that David Njoku probably is still the second tight end here, but if he, if Hooper misses again, Harrison Bryant's an interesting option. I, I know I completely agree, and I, I the reason I'm saying the Raiders are going to win this game, I think it comes down to time, possess, time of possession. I think the Raiders can possess the ball better than the Browns can, and this game is going to be gross. Have you seen the weather forecast? Uh, I have not. I'll go ahead and I'll pull up the Cleveland. Okay, button. you go ahead and look that up and let me know if that changes anything for you. But I can tell you pretty much it's going to be rainy and wet and cold and just it's disgusting. Supposed, it says it's supposed to rain. It says there's a chance yes. for rain. You know what I say to that? Good thing you can run the damn football, Cleveland. Which is why I'm taking the better running back in Josh Jacobs. I think the offensive line for the Raiders is better as well. The Browns' offensive line is much improved this year, but the Raiders still have one of the best offensive lines as a whole in football, even without Trent Brown. If Wyatt Teller plays, I think the Browns have a better offensive line. And there's where disagreement lies. So Because Jedrick Willis is playing really good football this year. Mm-hmm. Wyatt Teller has been arguably the right. best part in football. And my comment was not a slight to the Browns. I want okay. I want that I, to be known. I, I understand that. I'm just I'm making the case that so JC Treader is the second best guard in, or center in football right now. Number one, Corey Lindsley. Right uh who's the right guard? I don't know the right guard off the top of my head. Right? I don't know either. Uh <laughs> He's good. I, I, uh, Joel Batonio. That's who it is. Oh, there you're right. Joel you're Batonio, right. And then right tackle is Jack Conklin. I think that the case can be made that the Browns have a better and younger offensive line compared to the Raiders. And the Raiders are dealing with injuries. Is If White Teller play, it doesn't play, yeah, it's a different story. But I still think that they have a better offensive line. I think they can move the ball well. I think that they can hit the occasional big play because Baker has Rashard Higgins to step into the OBJ role. I understand that OBJ – and Rashard Higgins aren't – they're not a one-to-one. Obviously, OBJ is a better player, but I think that Higgins is capable of filling that role. I think that they have the pieces there to move the ball. I'm taking Cleveland to cover. I'm taking the over here. Also, Darren Waller, if you don't roster him – or if you don't roster him in DFS this week, you're probably making a big mistake because he's not the most expensive tight end on the slate, but he's got a terrific matchup. Cleveland has terrible linebackers, and they have terrible safety play. So. Right. And so I'm going to make a slight pivot. I still take the Raiders to cover, but I am taking the under in this game. Wow. Yep. Coward. <laughs> you don't like points, coward. So so I am playing uh, Janelle Mackey in our Pack-A-Day League. And so she's been hanging out, trying to get a hang of my strategy. Uh, it's not going to work. Uh, I've already actually, I already set my lineup, so you can go check it out. Janelle's going to beat you this week, just so you know. Her team's good. My team's trash in that league. So Yeah, yeah her team is really good. I was like <laughs> – it was like awesome. <laughs> all right. So the game we've all been waiting for. Packers, Vikings, over under 51. Green Bay favored by seven. <laughs> Green Bay favored by seven. Uh, I'm taking the over. I'm taking Green Bay. Um, actually, you know what? 
I take that back. I'm going to take Minnesota. Cow. I'm going to take Minnesota. I, I'm taking Green Bay to cover, man. Taking it over. Let's go. Run it up. I did write about Kirk Cousins as the sit of the week, but they still have Dalvin Cook. They're still going to be able to make some plays. I like Justin Jefferson's matchup against the secondary, even though they might throw Jair Alexander on Justin Jefferson, and that would be very interesting to see. So if Mike Patton indeed does that, then this offense might just get stalled out. I mean, they still got Adam Thielen, but if you can throw uh, Jefferson on Jair Island and then shade over some coverage on Adam Thielen and run double coverage on him, then I think that this offense stalls out and Kirk Cousins ultimately really struggles. And if they can't do the play action, uh, then this offense is – booty so hey quick thing you have a buy in your uh in one of your white <laughs> maybe i haven't i should probably check it <laughs> anyway, thank you uh, so yeah i was talking to somebody today about the whole justin jefferson jair alexander thing justin jefferson obviously is operating primarily outside and jair alexander is playing like a top three corner in football right now yeah is uh, how many let's see how many corners right now like this year how many corners are you taking over him right now? None. Like, but we do this every year, though. Because Trey White year. with an injury, Stephon Gilmore dealing with an injury, not playing near. He's playing good, but not nearly as well as he did last year. Jair is lighting, locking down everybody. We do this every year, though. Every single year, it's a turning of the tide. There's a new corner that comes through and is absolutely devastating to your fantasy lineups. Every single year, there's a new one. Last year was Stephon Gilmore. This year is Jair Alexander. I, I'm not playing anybody, but we don't know how Patton is going to match up these two wide receivers, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. We don't know how they're going to match him up. If they decide to throw him one-on-one, then yeah, whoever's getting one-on-one, watch out because it's going to be a rough day. But if they don't, then there's probably going to be a little bit of production for both because Jair's probably going to stay on one side. And whoever's on that side for that play is going to be the one that gets eliminated for the play. But we don't know that. Um, Pro football focus, which obviously is not 100% flawless, they are projecting shadow coverage for Thielen, not for Jefferson. All right. Well, we'll see what Patton decides to do, but that's going to be the, the – you're not going to know either. There's no way for us to know this until yeah. we get to the game. Also, I, I, dealing with all of these injuries, Aaron Jones is trending towards not playing this week. Same thing went for Kevin King, but you got EQ is going to play this week. Bob, Big Bob, he's playing. Like, are you playing Tony Ton- this week? No. You're not playing him? Man, it's terrible. It's like Eric Hendricks is good at covering tight ends or something. Obviously, you're playing <laughs> you're playing Jamal Williams if Aaron Jones is out. You're, you're playing the stud of studs, Devontae Adams, who, like I said on the Tuesday show, he is my wide receiver one for the week. I will not be changing that no matter what. Um, for Minnesota? Uh, MBS and deeper formats? No. <laughs> not doing it. I'm not doing it. I can't do it. MVS has um, had one of the worst starts to his year. He's getting targets. He's just not doing anything with him. He's dropping balls that hit him in the hand. I can understand if he's like just getting super covered or just not getting open or having terrible throws. He's getting balls that hit him in the hand. He's just dropping it, man. EQ is back. He's They're going to work him into the offense more. And I think that the more he gets worked into the offense, that's going to hurt MBS's ultimate role and MBS right now is basically only getting deep shots and he's not kept connecting on those with Rogers and Rogers is finding out, huh, I can throw to Devonte Adams all day long because no one can cover him anyway. Go ahead and send three corners at him. Guess what? He's going to leave you all falling down over each other. So I, so I'm not starting MBS. I'm, I'm not, if I have okay. a receiver in this offense, I think I'm starting Malik Taylor. Yeah. Start one that at least Malik Taylor gets red zone work. 
So, well, when when Lazard comes back in probably oh, yeah. like two weeks, two weeks is what I would say. He he practiced today and yesterday. I know, but I think that they're going to take him along slowly. I think two weeks is when we see Lazard. Uh, yeah, when he's, he's going to use every week. Yes. If I, when he's back, I'm starting him and Adams every week. Dalvin Cook, I will say this: limited participant practice the last two days. He's going to play. He's going to play. He's going to get full snaps. I'm not worried about it. It's not a guarantee, man. I'm just saying. It's not a guarantee, but you're not going to sit him. And I don't think if they say Cook is starting, you can't go out and start Madison. Oh, because, no, 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 I'm not. I'm so, not, but yeah. my point is you're not going to start both of them, like, or you're not going to start Madison even if Cook is playing. So, like, if Cook is playing, you, you're assuming he's getting all the work until he gets hurt in the game, but you have no way of knowing. I'm just, so. I'm just saying make sure you have a contingency plan in place because yeah. is dealing with an injury and it's not 100%. Okay. Uh, Broncos Chargers over under 44 and a half. Chargers are favored by three. I actually like the Broncos in this game. So I was doing a little digging, uh, doing a little digging on this one. The Broncos are seven and three at home against the Chargers in their last 10 matchups. I like the Broncos. I think this is going to be a wake-up call for Justin Herbert. Vic Fangio, one of the best defensive coordinators in football. We've talked about this. I think he's going to throw the kitchen sink at Justin Herbert. I like their matchup this week. Uh, Overall, I think Keenan Allen is going to have a decent day because he's going to be able to find some openings against the secondary. But I think Justin Herbert's going to have a down week overall. I think he comes into the week around QB9. Uh, I think he finishes somewhere around QB15, QB16, so middle of the road QB2. Uh, overall, I think I'm taking the over because 44 and a half is not a lot of points, but I'm taking Denver to cover. I'm taking the Chargers to cover. Uh, I think that the Chargers can run up some points. Uh, the Broncos are probably the second best defense that Justin Herbert's gotten to face, the best being Tampa Bay. And he rung up 31 on Tampa Bay and probably should have won that game if his defense could have done some work for him. They didn't. I'm taking the over here. I'm taking Chargers to cover. Uh, I just think that this Chargers team is putting up points. They're similar to the Bengals right now they have two rookie quarterbacks who are really lighting the league on fire you're not able to defend them they're taking shots down the field and they're hitting them Jalen Guyton is going to is an interesting deep flyer option this week because he's getting work he's getting more work than Mike Williams is man Keenan Allen yeah Keenan Allen you're starting I'm starting Justin Herbert this week I think that the Broncos defense yes is good and is able to are you playing any of the Broncos or not Broncos are you playing any of the Chargers running backs no, no. Justin Jackson's one of my sits of the week. Uh, I don't want to start any of these any of these running backs. They're gross. Justin Jackson was – he put up 10 points last week in full PPR, but that's because he caught like five balls for like yeah. six yards or something. He did nothing with his receptions. So I don't want to start either one of the running backs. On the other side, if Philip Lindsay misses, which it looks like – so he was a limited participant in practice on Thursday. Concussion, yeah. right? Yeah, concussion. So if he clears – if he clears, I'm willing to play both him and Gordon. But if mm-hmm. he is fully out, Melvin Gordon's one of my starts of the week, basing it exclusively on Lindsey missing. Um, I think you're you're starting Noah Fant, Alberto. I'm not gonna try to say his name. If you want to say it, you can. I'll play Boonham. Yeah, I'm not starting this week, but it's he's an interesting option. The and the main reason why that I'm not really in on the Denver defense is because of their injuries. Bradley Chubb is out with an injury. Shelby Harris is dealing with an injury. It's an illness, so it's he's probably going to play. Uh, just they have injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, Von Miller's still out for the year. They lost Jarrell Casey. They don't have the horses that they're that we're used to seeing out of them. And Justin Herbert is going to be able to get out of the pocket and move the ball, get the ball down the field. So okay. I like her. So I like the Chargers this week. Uh, the one thing that could change things, it's an outdoor game. So if and but then again, it's mile high and the ball's gonna fly far. So even if there's a little bit of rain, the ball will go. 
So I still think I still like Denver in this game. I just think that the, the case can be made for liking Denver, but as bad as Drew Locke has been though thus far, I, I can't trust him. I think that Drew Locke has a better week, but I just can't trust him. All right, moving on. Chicago Bears, New Orleans Saints. Uh, pretty easily, I'm taking the Saints to cover. Okay. I don't know what I'm doing with it over under though, because I think it's about right. Um, simply because it's so low, I'm probably taking the over. But I, I, if you, you said if you said if you said you were taking the under, I would not say anything. Uh, I, here's why I'm going to take the under. Allen Robinson has a concussion. Did not participate in practice yesterday or today. Nick Foles, let me check. Yep, still the quarterback there. Still <laughs> the second best quarterback on that roster. Still worse than Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky needs to be the starter. And but the one thing the Bears can do or try to do is run the football, and they're not going to be able to do that this week either. Yeah, I, I don't like this matchup with the Bears. Yeah, you're right. I'm taking the under. You convinced me. There you go. I've been I've been high on the Bears all year, but I have been proven correct over the last few weeks. Nick Foles is not that good of a quarterback. You can't – he can win occasionally with luck shots, but he's not hitting his luck shots right now. Darnell Mooney had a chance to – Turn the tide of la- of Monday night's game. He burned Jalen Ramsey bad, B- bad. Jalen Ramsey does not get burned like this, and he left him like standing around, like what ju- what just happened? He got burned by two lane wideout Darnell Mooney, and <laughs> Nick Foles still couldn't hit him. It's not like he had to fit it into a window. Darnell was open. All you had to do is drop it on his hands, and he had a ninety yard touchdown for you. But instead, you can't do that because you're an incompetent quarterback. And you're running, playing in a bad system with a bad offensive line. I think that the pressure. That being said, <laughs> I actually like Mooney this week <laughs> with no with no Allen Robinson. I like I like Mooney as a flex play because there's always that one chance that Foles can hit one of those. I don't have faith in him hitting it. I I I like Mooney. I have him rostered in a lot of places, but as long as Nick Foles is the quarterback, I can't have faith in him. And Allen Robinson is out with an injury, or is currently out with an injury. He might end up playing, but he's hasn't played yet. If I'm playing any person in this offense. It's probably Jimmy Graham, and I don't even like doing that because Cole Komet got is starting to get more and more work. Granted, revenge game definitely going to score a touchdown because thousand percent. On the other side of the ball, uh, I think Alvin Kamara is the only piece of this offense that I want to play. Even Michael Thomas plays. If Michael Thomas plays, yes, but he's still limited. He, we're not expecting him to be back yet, so pay attention to his designation on Friday. He was a limited participant on Thursday. Did not participate on Friday or on th- Wednesday. If yeah. he plays, you're playing him. Otherwise, Alvin Kamara is the only player on this offense that I'm playing. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Seattle, San Francisco, NFC West. Good old defensive battle. Just kidding. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. Uh, I think Seattle I think Seattle covers the three-point spread. Uh, I do take the over in this game. I like a lot of pieces on both sides of the ball. Um, I like Jimmy Garoppolo on San Francisco side actually this week. I never liked Jimmy Garoppolo, but this is one of the few weeks that you can actually play him. Win. In a, in a super flex format, you, you can smash Jimmy Garoppolo and feel pretty good about it. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is probably a good play this week, considering uh, the lack of wide receivers throughout the league. Um, Brandon uh, top twenty-five option for me this week, if I probably. Remember. Yeah, I, uh, and then a running back Jarek McKinnon, uh, Jamichael Hasty. You're probably playing both because you don't have much of an option. I think Jamal. I think Jamichael Hasty came in as a top thirty-six option for us in our consensus. Um, and Jarek McKinnon should be a good play as well. George Kittle, obviously, you're smashing. It's never a question. Uh, wide receiver two in San Francisco. Who is it? I don't care. I'm not playing him. 
I'm genuinely asking you. Yeah, it's Kendrick Bourne, but I'm not playing him. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't. It doesn't matter to me who the number two is. It's Kendrick. Like it's Kendrick Bourne. That's the guy that's listed on the depth chart as number two. But you're not playing him regardless. All right, let's move on to Seattle. Do you think Chris Carson plays? No, I don't. I don't know. Um, haven't seen his injury designation for Thursday yet. Um, it's a foot injury, and he still is his questionable. So if, so if we, it goes in this order. And, and it goes in this order of health. Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde, Travis Homer, DJ Dallas. So if any one of those guys is starting, then they're start they're, they're the guy you want. That's how I look at it. Because even if it's Travis Homer, I think that he gets snaps over DJ Dallas. Yeah, if um, Travis Homer is this if if Carson and Carlos Hyde are both out, then yes, Travis and Travis Homer plays, then yes, he's the guy. But he they're all dealing with injuries for right. whatever. We don't have the Thursday injury report back yet. I have no idea why. Um, so, yeah, pay attention to them on Friday. Really find out who's going to end up getting in your lineups. I have Chris Carson rostered in a lot of places, so I would appreciate it if they would give me that information sooner rather than later. But I have Carlos Hyde and FBX, so I'm hoping. Nice. <laughs> you're starting DK. You're starting Tyler Lockett. Uh, Greg Olson. Wilson. No. Wait. Are you I said Greg Olson. I said Greg Olson. No. Okay, I was like, you. I was like, I said Russell Wilson. You said no. I was like, huh? Wait, yeah. what? Yeah, I'm Greg down Wilson. on Russell Wilson this week, but I'm not <laughs> him. Jeez. No, uh, I'm not no. down on Russell Wilson. I think he has a bounce-back week. You think that, but do you know that the 49ers are one of the best teams against quarterbacks this year? I believe it. For yeah. fantasy, I believe they're top. I always said, I've said that the defense, that fluke, that game that they had against Philly was an entire fluke. The defense itself is still pretty good. Yeah, so I'm not – but, yeah, no, I'm starting Russ. I When I say down, I just mean he's not like QB1 for me this week. That's – that's the definition of down on Russ this year. He's he's not the top option. I don't know there's a lot more to talk about. Let's move on to this game because I think there's actually a lot of fun to talk about in this game. Eagles-Cowboys, the over-under set at 43. Uh, taking the over. Philadelphia is favored by 8.5. I'm taking Dallas to cover. So I could see why you would want to take the Eagles to cover 8.5. I get the argument here. I'm calling this our backs are against the wall. We're the freaking Dallas Cowboys. We're going to go out and put on a show game and i think even with ben denucci nooch even with ben denucci at quarterback i think the cowboys are gonna be able to put up some points i no, i don't i just i think denucci's bad i think uh the only good throw he had last week was when he wasn't under pressure okay fine but i'm just saying because zach martin's still dealing with an injury his they're on their fourth offensive tackle on the left side I have no faith in anything Dallas. I'm starting Zeke because you're not benching Zeke. And I'm starting Amari Cooper, even though Amari Cooper got – You're not starting CeeDee Lamb? No. Like maybe, maybe deep, deep, deep leagues. But I, I just I, – I can't have any faith in a seventh-round rookie behind a no. patchwork of patchwork of patchwork offensive lines. Against a Eagles front that's got a decent – like they have decent front. That's, that's all they have on defense is a decent front four. I don't know. I just have a feeling it's a common theme this week, but I just have a feeling yeah, that you're, this going, team, you're going with your gut. All week. <laughs> going the Cowboys are going to score some points this week. And I think the Eagles are going to have to respond in kind and Dallas is going to beat that eight and a half point line. And I think we get more than 43 points. That's all I'm saying. I'm taking the over, but I think Philly covers. I think that there's a chance Dallas. It's a backdoor cover. If anything, like they get a late. Oh yeah. Game. We're talking like a touchdown. Like, touchdown but i don't even have faith in them doing that i just <laughs> so i'm taking philly here on the philly side of the ball you're starting boston scott you're starting carson wentz you're starting richard rogers even dallas goddard is probably going to play i would assume Dallas Goddard playing 
I don't know. I would assume he's playing. I thought he was, I thought he had a chance to play last week. I, I didn't. Th- did he get activated though? I didn't think he had gotten activated off of IR. Oh, uh, they've been activating guys off IR the last minute. So like, I'm not worried about that part of it. Well, if well, I like if he plays, then yes, you're starting him. But if he like, I don't but know. Those playing. late those late minute uh, or those last minute IR activations have been having ha- happening. Well, I can't say the words happening on like Sunday, so yeah. they're happening really late. So if if he's playing, it's going to be a late. Late notice, so make sure you're paying attention. Dallas Goddard, and also since that's the Sunday night game, don't count on Dallas Goddard. Don't make him your only oh, yeah. for the week. Since yeah. that's the Sunday night game, don't make that your only option. Don't be going, oh, I got Dallas Goddard, I'm good to go, and then it comes Sunday night at six o'clock, and they're like, ah, eh, yeah, no, he's not playing this week. Unless you have a guy from this game, Buccaneers and Giants, gloss over Travis Fulgham like that, and Greg Ward. Okay, I don't care about Greg Ward. Travis Fulgham, you're playing. I think that was pretty pretty what? clear. <laughs> New York Giants, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, over under 45. Tampa Bay favored by 11 and a half. Big line, but the Giants are bad. So I'm probably taking the Bucs to cover. Uh, over under 45. I think I'm taking the over as well. So I don't know if there's much else to talk about with this game. I think it's pretty straightforward. Uh, you're not really playing many people from the Giants side of the ball. Devontae Freeman's hurt. So are you playing Wayne Gallman? I mean, no. no? Okay. Uh, are you playing Evan Ingram? No, are you playing? A better option, though. I think he gets. I think he just gets absolutely Shut eliminated down. in this game. Yes, probably. I'm just saying, if I have a better option, I'm not playing him. But like, if I have no other option, How about Darius Slayton, Sterling no, Shepard. No, no. Again, only if I only if I don't have a better. I'm probably I, playing. I you're probably playing one of those guys because you don't I have the opportunity to play this offensive line is bad. They're also beat up. Cameron Fleming, Shane Lemieux, Andrew Thomas, Spencer Pulley, Nick Gates. Will Hernandez just went on COVID today. He will not be playing this week. Other guys. I'm not, are- I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just so, saying you probably don't have much of a choice and you're going to have to play one of those guys. I do because I drafted well, Tyler. <laughs> I well, I don't have to start all of those guys. Other, than Other side of the ball, you have no Chris Godwin. So it's a Mike Evans week naturally. So you're playing Mike Evans this week. Uh, and Mike Evans? God, don't get me started on that again. <laughs> so crap. I'm sorry that that take to me. I'm. I know. I was just. Like, I'm trying I'm to contain myself right now. Poke the bear here. <laughs> um, no, I'm playing Mike Evans because there's no Antonio Brown yet. There is no Chris Godwin this week. Uh, so you're looking at Scotty Miller as the wide receiver two here. Uh, maybe Tyler Johnson, depending on how they want to play it, but. It's, it's Mike Evans. Mike Evans is going to be the guy from a wide receiver standpoint, and there's not a corner on this Giants team that can man up with him physically. James Bradbury is a good corner, but he cannot man up with him physically. I expect Mike Evans to be able to bully these guys. Yeah, you're playing. You're obviously playing Mike Evans. You're playing Gronk. You're playing Scotty Miller even. you're playing- Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette? I don't know. I'm going to play the better running back, so I'm going to play Leonard Fournette. Oh. Right no, I'm heart. not playing Leonard Fournette. You're playing Ronald Jones, but Fournette's better, and everyone knows it. And if you don't know it, you're not paying attention. I don't know about that. Anyway, a better running back, and he got receiving work last week. the old The only down the only downside to Fournette throughout his time in Jacksonville was he couldn't stay healthy and he couldn't catch the ball. What did he do last year? He stayed healthy and he caught the ball, and he had a great year. It's magical, right? Magical. What happens when you throw the guy the damn ball? Ronald Jones is the guy you're starting. But I, but I think Fournette's still the better running back. I think he's the one I want to own long term. Long term? No, it's still Ronald Jones for me. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that was actually week eight. We kind of blew through it this week. 
Yeah, Normally we we're taking like an hour and a half. Like we did it in 50 minutes. It helps that there's two less games to cover, and we it's that's really, true. And we also, we know what teams are now, or we're getting a better mm. idea. We're not trying yeah. to guess in week two. Oh, who's going to be the leading receiver for Denver? And then Tim Patrick <laughs> goes and has a good week. So we know <laughs> yeah, right. something. We also we didn't even mention Tim Patrick or Jerry Judy. Are you starting either one of those guys this week? And if you do, which one are you starting? Do I have to? Yeah, you do. I'm making you start one because you made me start Sterling Shepard. <laughs> I'm probably going with Judy. Uh, although that's not Patrick. That's not a slight to Patrick. I think I'm just going with Judy there. Even though Tim Patrick, I'm pretty sure, leads the team in targets among wide receivers. Yes. And even though it's been clear that Jerry Judy just doesn't get as many looks as he should, despite how talented he is. Yes. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. <laughs> All right, well, Tyler's dog is getting a little crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you all heard that. <laughs> we're going to get signed off of here. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We will be live Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern. That's 10 a.m. Central. Uh, it'll be myself and Tyler again. Uh, thank you to Alex for tuning in or for filling in last week. And also an update. I had real-life work that was going to cause me to miss every fourth week, but due to some things that are outside of my control that I got fixed, I will be back next week. I will not be missing any more games, that, any more weeks this season. So it'll be me and Tyler for the rest of the year, answering all your start sick questions, answering any other questions you might have. So bring them, come uh, be with us. Tyler, do you got anything that you're working on you want to let the people know about? Uh, no, just make sure you're checking out my quarterback sit start article. Uh, I'm finally starting to hit my stride there. Uh, so I've officially eclipsed the twice the number right then wrong number. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing well over there. My cute, my quarterback said start calls. So go check that out. Cam Newton's in there. Just a little spoiler. Um, but it, it's, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy doing it. And uh, I also appreciate the feedback. So uh, there's, there's a little bit of um, recap in there as well from my calls from the week before. So it's a lot of fun, but other than that, everything over here is on game on Wisconsin and it's, it's just been a blast so far and we keep growing. Uh, so the Jamal Williams show, the swag bag giveaway, make sure you're checking that out. Uh, that that's obviously for a great cause to give toys to children in around Christmas time. I don't know exactly the date that they're going to be handing that stuff out, but it's the idea is for Christmas. So the Jamal Williams swag bag giveaway, go check that out. It's on the game on Wisconsin Twitter. And um, this on Tuesday, they announced they find they actually hit their goal. Right. Of five, they're still there's, I know they're still taking more donations, but they officially hit the goal, which is great. Um, it was, uh, it was a, it was a great moment for Jamal who's having just, this guy over the last two weeks, is there anybody having more fun in football? Absolutely not. Right Absolutely he, not. Did you see his interview with Game uh, Good Morning Football today? I did. Yeah, dude, he's just he's just enjoying life. He's just <laughs> loving life, having a good time, and that's great for him. He said that he thinks he's an RB one in this league, and he's and every time he's the lead guy, he plays like one. So it's yeah. good for him. Yeah, check okay. out the Jamal Williams show. Check out the Freezer podcast. Check out the the open book on Wednesdays with Eli and Zach and just, there's all sorts of great content over here on game on Wisconsin. Uh, Tyler, go ahead and sign us out here. Yeah, exactly. So there is a ton of great content on game on Wisconsin. You can spend your entire week here and don't forget you can spend your entire Sunday afternoon morning, entire Packers game day with game on Wisconsin, starting with us in the morning on our live stream. Start sit, start starting at 10 central. So until next time, go pack, go and hope to see you on Sunday.